G'day, y'all. Welcome to our next episode of Champagne Cinema, the show where we do what we do best, which is watch films, drink some wine, and then whine about them. My name is Chris, and joining me today is C. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? I'm pretty freaking tired. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because you didn't sleep last night. <laughs> yeah, and it's like cloudy and gross outside. Not even that gross. It's just cloudy. I need sun. <laughs> Do you have something better? I do have something better. I actually like came and sat down and I was like, wow, I've got a full vibe happening today. I have three drinks in front of me and I am drinking from all of them. So I have my two liter water bottle because I got to hydrate. Okay. Honestly, then I have a coffee because I'm addicted to it. Another one. And then I hadn't eaten breakfast yet and I worked out and Nick was like getting really annoyed being like, you need to eat because, you know, just pumped iron. I'm like, I got, I'm not going to eat while I'm on a podcast. Like you're going to hear me munching. And he's like, I'll make you a smoothie. So he made me a smoothie. So I'm like literally like having three drinks in front of me. But when I have three drinks in front of me, I feel like really happy. Same when you go to brunch and you have like water mimosa and coffee in front of you. It's like the same kind of vibe. Oh yeah. So my day's starting off great. <laughs> actually, then I'm going to actually make a smoothie after this. That's probably what I need. I didn't have one like past couple days. I need those greens. Maybe that'll help. Like boost me up because I just feel like all groggy. It's not fun. Like when do we not feel tired? <laughs> when does that stop? I think when she turns 30, it's all downhill from there. I just feel like, feel like you're tired all the time. It's not fun. <laughs> I never used to feel this tired when I was like 22, oh. but now I'm like... <laughs> Now it just seems like so much hard work to do stuff. And if I have like multiple things planned every day, I'm like, I need to know. I need to say no to something. I don't want to put on makeup one more time. I need a break. That's yeah. what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm not putting on makeup tomorrow. Oh, I'm excited. I, mean, I don't put I'm on staying makeup in. a lot, <laughs> even when I'm working during the week. <laughs> well, no, I don't do that. But like I've been doing stuff when you like have plants and you kind of get yourself ready. And I'm like, I don't want to put on jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I'm hitting my limit. It's been three days in a row and I need, I'm hitting my limit. Oh yeah. Three days in a row of jeans is a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You definitely over need to it. break that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week's film is 1998's crime comedy. It is directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. So the Cohen brothers and is starring Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi and Julianne Moore. The film is The Big Lebowski. I will say I've seen some Coen Brothers stuff. So they also did, for people that don't know, No Country for Old Men, which is a fucking brilliant film, Trigger It and Fargo. And I also think that they just have an obsession with Jeff Bridges and Josh Brolin because they are in those films. But The Big Lebowski seems, for me, now I've seen those other films, a little bit different from what the Coen brothers have done. Have you seen any of those ones? No, I don't think so. But I know I've seen some of their stuff, but I don't because I know them, but I can't think of what I've actually seen of their Country for Old Men is so good. So good. I would highly recommend that one. Maybe we should watch it. When is it like based? Like what time period is that? I think it's, I'm just going to say it's based in Texas. I don't even know if it's based in Texas. It's like more modern. It's not like a time period or anything like okay. that. But oh, I'm going to get it wrong. There's like Jeff Bridges. I'm pretty sure Josh, Josh Brolin's in it too. And then there's that guy and I can't remember his name, which is really mm -hmm. going to annoy me. But anyway, so Colin Brothers, 
when I kind of looked at that, I was like, oh, I'm surprised they did the Big Lebowski, to be honest, just on my vibes of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> I'm looking at their stuff. I haven't seen much, but they did Oh Brother, We're Out Though, I guess. Yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. that for sure. So I'm sure there's like random ones, but no, I guess I haven't. I'm not really well versed on their stuff. They're, I think they're a pretty big deal. Um, oh, Javier Bardman. That is who the main person Javier is. Bardem. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Javier Bardem. <laughs> My Australian accent just comes across, He's the it? guy that's just in that new movie with um, Nicole Kidman, the Luce, uh, Lucille Ball one. I just watched that, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. People should watch that. He's in it, but he's really creepy, and like I guess the bad, the, the bad guy, um, mm-hmm. the in it but it's a very good film so anyway why are we talking about this Cullen brothers right <laughs> the big so, lebowski the big lebowski which we watch so before we dive into the discussion of this film please remember that this podcast contains spoilers if you've never seen the big lebowski and you don't want us to ruin it you should probably go and watch the film and come back and listen as this episode will contain spoilers okay so the plot the big lebowski is that how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> you've seen it before, Lebowski. but I feel like you've forgotten what's happened. Yeah, I saw it years and years and years ago with a shitty ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I feel like we always talk about shit ex-boyfriends and toxic relationships. We should just change our podcast. <laughs> to shit ex-boyfriends <laughs> and toxic relationships. Let us know if that's what you want to hear about. We got a doozy. Yeah, but I remember I was having a really bad night and I just don't even remember anything i just know everybody in my high school loved this movie and since then people just love this movie people do love this movie and i've never seen it again kind of shocked i haven't but i guess it just like slipped past me at some point but that's okay i do like jeff bridges yes who doesn't he doesn't look the hottest he's been in this film but it's fine he's gonna have the still the hot swagger okay we'll see but the plot is when the dude Lebowski is mistaken for a millionaire Lebowski, two thugs urinate on his rug to coerce him into paying a debt that he knows nothing about. Interesting. And that's like the best they can do. I'm going to urinate on your rug. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> try harder. Like yeah. kidnap your dog. That's what they do in John Wick. Oh, gosh. Okay. So while attempting to gain, I'm going to say the word wrong, recuppance. No. Re- recuppance. <laughs> I forget. I can't. You can't remember. We had to look it up, and now I've forgotten how to say the word. SAT word, maybe. Whatever. They're trying to get their money back. Yeah. Sorry. While Lebowski, whose rug got peed on, he's trying to get his money back from this, from his wealthy counterpart, the millionaire Lebowski. He accepts a one time job with a high payoff. He enlists the help of his bowling buddy, Walter, a gun toting Jewish convert with anger issues. Sounds like awesome dude deception leads to more trouble and it seems soon seems that everyone from the porn empire tycoons to nilis want something from the dude what okay <laughs> i took a loop yeah the, there's a lot in that a i feel like rug, it's gonna be a bowling. fun ride yeah i yeah. feel like plots like that you're like huh but then when you watch it you totally get it yeah I hope it meets all those expectations because I just know people are obsessed with that. I hope we get it. Yeah. And if not, we can just have unpopular opinions about it like we do with other films too. Not surprising. (laughs) Okay. So for the plonk tonight, I'm doing a little bit of like a surprise one. It's a blind test. It's called a black and tonic. 
I got inspiration of finding this based off a certain ingredient, which I don't know if a lot of people listening to this will know what this is. I know you will. Is it Chambord? I'm not saying anything. Well, it looks dark. <laughs> That's the only one I can yeah, think of. Do you want to give any descriptions? It's dark. It's like, in a vintage glass and it's a tall glass with ice and a straw and it has like that kind of dark reddish chambord color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's lime I can explain and it. blackberries in it. Oh, there is? Yeah. Where? Oh, there's uh-huh. a blue. Oh, there's a berry. Yeah, and there's there's a lime slice in there for you. Well, I didn't see that. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's not floating. Yeah, so give it a go. I was like, then, can I drink it yet? Yeah. Mm. It's definitely Chambord. <laughs> no, but I can't even really taste it. And tonic. Is that just all it is? Chambord and tonic? No, I mean, I like it, but I can't. I was worried about this that, like, you couldn't really taste what it is. The good news is I really like tonic water. Like, it's delicious. <laughs> I might add a little bit more of it. So it is gin, which I did a Dripping Springs gin, mm-hmm. a fresh lime juice, tonic water, which I didn't technically do tonic water. I did what I had, which was Topo Chico with mm. the, and it's the twist of grapefruit. But I don't really think, you can't really taste it that different. Tonic water is usually a little bit sweeter. Yeah. And then blackberries and lime. And then finally, Ribena. Oh. <laughs> I guess Chambord is supposed to be the alcohol of alcoholic Ribena. Is that black currant? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if anybody Maybe. doesn't know, Ribena is a black currant concentrate. It's a really like a British thing. Like I know it from my mom being from the UK. And I think Australia has it too. Yeah, we have it. So I was raised drinking this and absolutely love it. You like put it with water. It came from like the 1938s when they were marketing as a healthy drink for kids. But I'm sure it's like filled with sugar and yeah, it's not healthy. 100%. <laughs> and just to confirm... Chambord is a raspberry liqueur, so I didn't get it Close. right. But it was in the berry realm yeah. of um, flavors. But I do think I'm going to add more Ribena. I like to taste my Ribena when I'm drinking it. It's good. I, I like it. I will have to link the ingredients. Yes, I will put the ingredients in the episode description. Okay, so trivia. I love some good trivia. This one, again, I've seen better trivia, but this is is going to get some good stuff. It's a bit more of a modern film. So first fun fact about the film, which I think would help you in a trivia competition, is that the dude who is Jeff Bridges is present in every single scene of the movie. And so you may not think he is, but there's a scene where the – is it Nihilist crew, Nihilist crew? Nihilist, Germans, Nihilist, Mm -hmm. yeah. They're ordering pancakes in a diner, but you can actually see Walter and the dude's van through the diner window in the background. So, like, he's present throughout the film, even if you don't think he's present throughout the film, which I was like, that's kind of cool to kind of do a take on that. But, like, in that scene, they're not actually supposed to be in the scene, but they just are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. They did it. I, I'm assuming they did it on purpose. Like, there was no other reason. But, yeah, the dude is in it. But when you're scene. watching it, we're not aware that they're supposed to they are in the scene i'm they're not yeah. there to like spy on them right were they no spying? i think no. it's just a, co- a coincidence yeah huh yeah interesting i mean jeff's pretty cool i'm down with him being in every scene and stuff <laughs> and then red hot chili peppers bassist flea actually pops up a few times throughout the movie as one of the nihilists as well mm. So there you go. I wouldn't Didn't know even know. by a face or anything, but. <laughs> I was like, huh, I feel like I would have guessed that. I just probably wasn't paying that much attention. And then 
the big Lebowski, who is actually Jeffrey Lebowski, the rich dude. Yeah. Um, his mansion is in other films, which I found really cool. So it's in Beverly Hills. Um, it's known as the Greystone Mansion in real life, but it has been in The Muppets, The Prestige, Rush Hour, The Social Network, The Dirty Dozen, and also one of the most famous ones is that he, the house, sorry, is in Meatloaf's I'd Do Anything for Love, <laughs> but I won't do that film clip. And I was like, ah, I need to go watch this film clip. <laughs> The Muppet, that's a random one in there. <laughs> I thought you would know that one being like, oh, yeah, I actually remember that mansion being in there. <laughs> no, I mean, Muppets have done a lot of different random shit. My favorite's the Christmas Carol Muppets. I don't think it's in that. <laughs> no, it just the, it's just the Muppets. Maybe it's all the Muppets. Maybe that's where the Muppets live. <laughs> but I do think the best trivia I've kind of read about this really leads into our first discussion point that due to the vagueness of the movie's message or like lack thereof message, mm-hmm. there have been some very creative interpretations of the meaning behind the film. So originally the Coen brothers indicate that the Big Lebowski is about little more than like an oddball character crossing paths with other characters that just lead to some creative, you know, outcomes. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> other people get involved and they're like, there's really a meaning behind this film. So the Coen brothers are saying there's no meaning behind it. But then other people are going, yes, there is. So some of the meanings are this movie is a parable of global cap- capitalism, which mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then, uh- <laughs> well, the whole thing is like, them wanting money. Somebody wants money. Yeah, Everybody yeah. Wants I'm money. like, yeah, like greed, sure. Yeah. And then the other one is their illustration of philosophy of absurdism. I'm like, again, yeah. What? And then that even the dude is a contemporary Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Following on from that, though, <laughs> this movie has birthed a religious movement. Okay, it's called Dudism, which preaches non-preachiness, practices as little as possible and shares common ground with the laid back ancient Chinese philosophy of Taoism. I'm sorry, they created a religion out of this guy, which leads into the fact that this movie is a dude movie. It is for the boys. Yes, (laughs) we are not the demographic. Oh, man. They made a religion out of it? That's just... That's Dudism. ridiculous. Dudism. That's Dudism. just like a, an excuse just to be lazy. I wonder if this is on the census because I would be interested to see that. <laughs> I'm sure. You can say it's religion and then you're set. Pay no taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get set up a church. <laughs> they just don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, all the documentaries that we've been watching lately of all these like religions, you're like, oh my gosh, how is this allowed? And set then they like church. get to live under an umbrella of religion and it's like no you're abusing people hopefully they're not that bad well i mean that leads into our first topic which is what we could really only focus on while watching it was that this is again a dude movie so going into it we felt it felt promising that we were gonna like this movie we had both heard so many great things and we will just love it but now looking back the people that tell us to love it makes sense (laughs) but (laughs) The cast is really good. Julianne Moore! I love Julianne Moore. I don't realize she's in here. Steve Buscemi is too. And John Goodman. 
And Philip Seymour Hoffman. I feel like and, he's the rich. And Tara Reid. Tara Reid? Yeah. I mean, Tara Reid's in that film, so that makes it a great film, right? Yeah, especially right? for the 90s. Especially for the 90s. Tara Reid, yes, watch it. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not shocked. Nato's great. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's great in a, a special way of saying great. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it had John Goodman and yep. you know Steve Buscemi, and then obviously Jeff Bridges. Like it, it just it had the flavor of like this is going to be a great film, and we're really, really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, there was some good promising, and then we, once we got into it, we were laughing. I always thought it was funny. I was getting into it, but then as we started watching it, our feelings just kind of started to change and realize what this movie was really like about constantly. I think when I was watching it, like you said, I really did enjoy kind of the beginning. I thought this is, you know, I knew it was going to be a comedy of ways. Yeah, quirky. Yeah, but then I think as I've gotten older, I feel like I've seen this a lot more in films where it's, there's a point that really changes your mind about films. Um, and my most obvious one for me is when we first see Julianne Moore. Is she like nude and like squirting? Yeah. Oh, this is your girl. Hello. Oh, she's full on nude. Like seriously, she is flying nude from a harness on a roof with paint coming out of her vagina to create art. <laughs> this is like the most dude thing I've ever heard of. Like this is a guy's film. This is a dude's movie. They watch this shit when they're stoned. It's just, it, I was like, chicks don't do that. This is like some magical <laughs> some guys were like yeah this is how a chick's gonna paint art which maybe they do but it was like are you fucking kidding me anyway see what was your point of realization of like wait (laughs) i'm not vibing with this film as much as i'm supposed to i think i mean there could have been another thing i'm just not remembering but i think the first time was when we, we first saw boobs it was just done in a way to just totally feed into that male fantasy mm-hmm. and it just was like oh you're just putting in boobs here just to put boobs in here just like you're getting her to make art with her, her vagina like why can't she just paint on the art and she's still hot like why does she have to be flying in a harness and so that <laughs> moment and then I think following that which kind of leads in the same thing because they kind of had the same stuff and it was when the dude was dreaming or hallucinating or whatever and it it hit me even more that's why so many men, guys love this movie is because there's a lot of dude stuff and these lines and then a lot of boobs. This is why all the guys in high school I knew were obsessed with this fucking movie. Probably. It's definitely catered towards men. Yeah, it just filled with all stuff that probably just dudes wish was their life or wish they were hallucinating about and he was like looking up the skirts remember when he's hallucinating and we were like oh my gosh that shit that boys do in school that's like haha look up a girl's skirt i'm like excuse me sir you're like a 40 year old man he's going down like a conveyor belt under girls skirts and just looking up and that's his like hallucination and it just was like where's the depth in this it just didn't seem very deep at all it was like oh I, my rug's missing somebody peed on it and like that's all he cared about I mean I guess he cared a little bit more but I don't know it just felt like he was just feeding into this thing that we just won't understand 
Yeah, the fact that he just kept calling himself like the dude and his friends were like calling him dude, I'm just like, you're like a deadbeat surface donor boy and like this is like a 14-year-old boy's dream of life is just being this like dude. It's just hitting all this male energy shit. What did he do all day? Like nothing. He did nothing and then things just like happened and there was like fights and then there was money and there's like girls throwing themselves at him and this is what they want. No wonder guys like this. It's like feeding that I don't know what it's feeding, but it's, it's like they all wish they lived this life. Just bowling and drinking white Russians and seeing random food. I, I look at that getting high. high. Day. No, not at all. I asked Nick about this and Nick was like, I can't believe like you are saying this is like a dude movie. It's, I thought you'd find it funny. And I'm like, I'll be honest. I probably would have found this funny when I was a teenage girl and I didn't really understand sexism and femininity and like lazy men. And I was a bit, I would have probably really liked it back to being like, haha boobs. And now I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is obviously created by dudes for dudes. And I'm like, there is nothing in this film that appeals to me as a female. Yeah, so I've been like dating a couple this guy for just a couple dates so far. But we were texting and he's asked, like, oh, what movies did you watch recently? And I was like, oh, the big Lebowski. And he's like, oh my God, did you love it? Like me and my friends quote it all the time. And I was like, so we did not. <laughs> and I, was um, like, I think also maybe we should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm gonna if that is a level, then you need to divorce your husband. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> but I just was like, and I was honest, I was like, it just felt like a total dude movie and he's like yeah you're right I'm like at least you confess up and I was like it is just like every stereotype of a guy in that movie and just like how they idolized him the way they talked about the dude and that guy doing the voiceover and just like you go into the movie thinking like oh my god this is gonna be this amazing guy that we just like want to follow his vibe and it's just like why why is he so like put on this pedestal and talked about this way in the movie I, yeah, putting the dude on a pedestal in the movie, I guess, but also like how society has done it. I am so disappointed in society. <laughs> yeah. That's what, like, if that is our aim and our ambition and like, yeah, this is like totally cool. This would be the best life Then I am so disappointed. <laughs> well, and I kind of was like trying to understand it, which kind of ties into your trivia. And so I guess it's like another form of that. It's like, what is this about? And what I saw is like somebody termed him the laid back hero, kind of like the anti-hero and that he's different than like the normal masculinity of, you know, money and violence and this and that. And he's the opposite of that. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess, but he's still doing a lot of like silly stupid dude stuff and not having any ambition and I guess it's just like his life was so simple and I guess maybe all these guys watching this are like oh that sounds so good and maybe he doesn't put that pressure on himself and I don't know that's all I, I can mean that's think. great it like yeah without ambition and stuff I just I feel like he has such a boring boring life and I like someone with drive and ambition so I'm not yeah. attracted to that type he just wanted to bathe <laughs> and play bowling and walk in his jelly shoes <laughs> <laughs> or without shoes <laughs> or without shoes and have his rug <laughs> 
I don't know what else. I mean, and then with the Julian Moore, that even frustrated me when she came over to his apartment. That's why Why would you want to have sex with him? Tell me about yourself, Jeffrey. <sighs> why is this all of a sudden just really attractive when you want to have sex with him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're so frustrated. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. What woman does that? None. It just made no sense why she wanted to come over and do that. And then we're seeing her do that weird position. And we're like, what is she doing? Is she trying to get air out of her, quote unquote? And then we realize she's trying to have his baby. It's, no, this would not happen. <laughs> no. And it just is like another of those fantasies of like, oh, she wants to sow my seed. But like, I don't have anything. To, I don't have to do anything with that baby. And it kind of is like more of an ego thing to me. Yeah, I think number one, Julianne Moore would not have Never. sex with someone like that. I'm sorry. Even the character Julianne Moore played. Yeah. Why don't you just go get a sperm donor? Like she has whatever. I just, I can't. And then when she's trying to have a baby, I'm like, again, dudes must just think this is what chicks do. Like, <laughs> oh, women just want babies so they're gonna have sex with me great and then like roll around trying to that is not how you get rolling around like that is not how you get pregnant I'm sorry (laughs) but it was just again it was just a guy interpretation and guys must fucking believe this shit and that's why they're like oh my god this is super accurate of like how women are in life and I'm like absolutely not we are not like this and I'm just mad about that (laughs) well what what did she say she's like I don't want somebody that was like in society that I'd run into that's why I picked you I'm like what (laughs) sperm donor you don't even have to have sex with him you can just go there and get it like turkey basted up there like she is a smart woman that you know she ran her own business she was an artist girl like come on that is not what you would have done you would have gone to the sperm bank It just had like those just weird sexual things that, again, I think just guys fantasize about. And then like the big Lebowski's wife, Tara Reid, like propositioning a blowjob for $5,000 or something. Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Again, it's like, oh. one thing after the other. Hot chicks are like going to blow me and like they're just going to offer money. I mean, it was obviously he was supposed to pay her, but I'm just like, again, this is not normal this is not what girls do but you're making everyone think this is what girls do yeah it's just more and more we aren't the person to watch this movie i mean i i think i've stepped back and be like this is a funny movie it's a comedy it's not supposed to be taken seriously dudes definitely would enjoy this the same way that like i enjoy bridesmaids you know, mm-hmm. that's a funny movie. It takes a piss a lot, but it's really focused on female comedy and what we find entertaining and interesting. This movie is based on what men find funny and interesting from my point of view, because I just didn't find it as good as everyone said it was going to be. Yeah. And like, I think guys, they quote so many things and those quotes relate to them and just masculinity. And I, get, I think it's just like the anti-masculinity that they love. And what are some of the quotes? I don't even know what's like memorable I from this film. I don't even know. <laughs> Let me find. Stood out for me. Apart from, I would say one of the other things in this film, though, is John Goodman's character, Walter. Mm -hmm. I had some serious issues with him. He was like a Republican's wet dream. (laughs) He'd definitely be a Trumper. (laughs) He also in the film, he's like calling someone a Chinaman, which I we were both like, oh, well, somebody else did. Somebody (laughs) else did, and then he thankfully said something against it 
I was waiting on that. And I'm also like not really sure why the dude is actually friends with him. He's such an ass. Like he's funny, but like he's not a good listen. friend. Listen. He's not a good friend. He had anger issues. Like that whole part where he's bowling with a gun and like pop did he pop it off? I don't even know. In no, the he just alley? he like put it to that guy's forehead because he he stepped over the line, but the other guy was like, No, I didn't step over the line. So he like brings out his gun and is like gonna shoot him if he doesn't say like the point doesn't count because he stepped over the line and i mean in that point like the dude was like against that and you can see like okay he is a good caring guy he did care the whole time he wasn't greedy i get it the dude's the best character in it it's just like everything that happened around him maybe that's the whole point dude is not the best character he is not steve buscemi is the best character in that oh, film. He is I constantly shat on. Why was he friends with these two losers? Like, I'm I just like, know. Steve Buscemi, like, him. get out. And Walter was just so mean to him. And I'm like, again, why is anyone friends with Walter? Everything that bad happens in this film is because of Walter. And I'm yeah, like, he I, was love, angry I love and John Goodman. And I'm like, you're making me not like John Goodman right now. Like, I was not okay with him. <laughs> like, my best laughs were when Steve Buscemi, Donnie was in that film. Yeah. <laughs> Every time just, he said something ridiculous, I just was like, I love him. <laughs> and I just like love he just wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying because he's probably like, you're all stupid. Why do I hang out with you? <laughs> That's my assumption. I He's the best thing in that film. But then they had that fight scene with the Nihilist, which I looked up what that meant because I wasn't quite sure. And it's the belief that all values are baseless and that nothing can be known or communicated. What does that even mean? They believe in nothing. <laughs> they have no loyalties. They have no purpose other than to destroy. So that's what like Walter called them. Uh, but like that's Walter too. And then they just had this like crazy fight scene and you're like, what the hell is going on? And you don't even understand like why do all these people know about the money, <laughs> the fake money that doesn't exist? I don't know. It just seemed pointless. It kind of just went rogue at the end and I'm like, wait, this is the story <laughs> this is the story we're going with okay we're set on this all right we're set on this story and why would you kill steve buscemi kill john goodman like give me a break <laughs> yeah i did not like that part at all okay so i have some quotes like top 10 quotes we'll see if we think any of them are funny that rug really <laughs> tied the room together i can't i guess why is that funny why is that funny i mean i could say that about Tons of house, whatever. <laughs> when Walter said, forget it, Donnie, you're out of your element. <sighs> okay. I don't know. Nobody fucks with Jesus, that guy that was bowling. Mm -hmm. Smokey, my friend, you're in entering a world of pain. Walter with the gun. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. We are not the target market. I no. decided. <laughs> you have to be in high school, got really stoned with your friends and like geeked out and loved this movie. And then like, it's a part of your like growing up. <laughs> That's what has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> So I think the final thing to kind of touch on from this film is there's two two areas which I am became more intrigued by after watching this. One of them is bowling. This does make me want to go bowling. And the other one is a white Russian slash Caucasian drink. So to touch on bowling first. You've been obsessed with it for a while now. 
I I know, right? And like to it merely did make me want to go bowling and there is a bowling alley right up the road from me and I've been, you know, living where I live for 2 years. Still haven't been, but you know, covid and stuff. Mhm. And now I really want to go. Like I really really want to go because it looks like a dodgy bowling alley and there's also a restaurant in it called Lebowski's Grill. <laughs> and now all I can do is like roll my eyes at the fact it's called this and I'm like a dude obviously runs his bowling alley in Austin. But I still want to go. I want to go. I'm sure there's so many bowling alleys with a restaurant called that. I was just like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. And Nick and I were invited to join like a couple's bowling league. We what? see Nick's away all the time. And I was like, who no, I'm not gonna go. And you know, he's like, one of my friends can sub him and I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I can't funny. commit you joining a couple's bowling league? I considered it for a second. Then I'm like, I can't do this every week. Like, I can't commit to this. It's like me. I never joined a touch football team because I was like, I can't commit to this, guys. I'm just not going to. I'm surprised you even considered it. <laughs> it I mean, it's like literally up the road. I'm like, this could be a social activity. And I want to go bowling. bowling I, just, I mean, what else do I do? <laughs> <laughs> not that. <laughs> It could be fun. I could, you know, meet someone called the dude there. Anyway, so bowling, I think I've been crapping on about this bowling alley that I've never been to, but my aim for this year probably is to try to go there at some point. I enjoy bowling. I'm just not great at it. So I get frustrated. I'm like, I don't want to. And then you always have to like walk up there and it's just you and the pressure's on and you're like, you swing your that bumpers ball. Up. That's yeah. But you're not supposed to, if you're like above five. <laughs> I mean, you can. can. This place looks like a rundown trash hole. So like, I'm sure you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I like to go bowling with people I'm comfortable with because it's kind of feels like a lot of pressure when you're up there and then it like goes into the gutter and you're like, well, that was embarrassing. I don't mind the (laughs) shoes. The shoes are kind of fun. (laughs) Sliding around on them. Yeah. Um, and then the white Russians slash the Caucasians, I think we got confused because you would interchange the name of them through the mm-hmm. movie and we had to Google what they were. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like, obviously he's drinking Kahlua. So it's got like a coffee taste to it, but I'm still yet to try a white Russian, but I'm super intrigued, but I think I want to make it with cream, not milk that he always did. His milk always looked kind of off and a bit like bleh. So I'm like, let's try this with cream. Well, they were always like in a bar cart. You're like, is that still good? (laughs) Or on a random like bar or something that wasn't refrigerated. Yeah. I think there needs to be some more planning behind trying this, but I think we we should give white Russians a go given, given it's like the morning still, not right now, but I guess it's coffee. I'm rambling. We should try them. <laughs> we should. I feel like I've probably tasted one before, but I don't think I've ever like ordered one or have like a full drink. If I did, it was a really long time ago. We should go bowling and order a white Russian at the bowling alley up the road. At Le- Lebowski's Grill. At Lebowski's Grill. Yes. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> They're going to know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, we can give it a go. On to our honorable mentions. The first one is Tara Reid again. Just I don't think we realized she was in it. Oh, no, we did. And, but then we just saw her and we're like, oh, my gosh, Tara Reid. She looked great. Time's passed. I really did like Tara Reid in the 90s. She hasn't been in a movie in a while, at least that I know about. But there was that discussion, I remember, where you said you would have been a sugar baby for The Big Lebowski. And I was a hard pass. And I'm still surprised that you were, like, okay with that. Are you still there? After watching the full movie? 
No, because he actually was <laughs> poor and broke. So he actually was <laughs> not rich. So absolutely not. If he was like a bajillionaire, sure. I just, you would do that stuff with him? He's in a wheelchair. You, what are you going to do? There's not much you can do. There's stuff. He doesn't work It can down. still work. It could. We don't know. So I think we'd have to figure that part out. Okay, so if I really it doesn't commit, work, oh, then 100%. you're in. I'm in. <laughs> I am in if that thing does not work and is stuck in his wheelchair. Solid. I'll be your, your sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> Put an ad out for you. <laughs> Let's do a profile on sugarbaby.com. <laughs> Or is it sugar daddy? Whatever it is. <laughs> if I don't have to do anything except look good, I'm in. Put that ad out. Yeah. And they're paying for you to look good. So you can buy yeah. all that shit that you want. If that's my full-time job to look good, I'll do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I actually have to have a full-time job to actually make money. <sighs> so uh, yeah, I can't focus Joyce. on looking good. <laughs> the next one was Sam Elliott, who was the guy that did the voiceover at the beginning. Look at that mustache. That is an amazing mustache. I like your style, dude. Is he from Yellowstone? <laughs> is he the guy from Yellowstone? Look where he's at. Yeah, he was the cowboy. And <laughs> to correct myself, we did look at this up, but he is not from Yellowstone. But I would say if he auditioned for Yellowstone, he would have done very well in that show. He probably even auditioned for Kevin Costner's role. Which again, he would have been great for. He would have been like a great Kevin Costner, like brother or something in Yellowstoners. You never know. Maybe he'll or come uncle. into it. I, yeah, I just, I think he fits that package really well. There is a guy in Yellowstone that kind of looks like him a little bit. That's probably why I was like, is that him? But I'm like, no, no, it was Sam Elliott, which we also know him from Grace and Frankie as Grace's boyfriend for a little while. I know he's done a bunch of other stuff, but that's like the most recent. And I love him in that when he was in He was that. in... He was in that film, oh, I'm going to forget it, the one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and he was the manager of Bradley Cooper. Oh, um, and, oh the, the born, yeah, born the a star, one. star is born, yes. star is yeah. born. <laughs> yeah, that one. He, he was in that. <laughs> and then lastly, who we already kind of talked about, what he deserves another one, is Steve Buscemi as Donnie. I just, every time he was in it, it just made me laugh. I mean, I know Walter had a big part of that dynamic, but I just loved his character and his randomness like that was just the most funny part mm -hmm. and then when he died of a heart attack like that was that was that did him wrong that did him dirty he did him dirty never have a sequel because then he won't be in it i think we're past that point <laughs> <laughs> on to our ratings which i'm having a lot of conflict and i'm not really sure where i'm actually gonna go with this but we'll see script I feel like we should do it like if I was a dude, what I would say. And if I was a girl, what oh, would I say? If I was say? a dude, I'd get everything five, but I'm not Congrats. a dude, guys. I don't even remember the fucking script. Let's be honest. I'm going to give it a two, one, 1.5. They had words. I say for Donnie, <laughs> I'll give it a two and a half because of Donnie. And then like random Jeff Bridges stuff. There was stuff in there. Yeah, there's stuff. <laughs> characters i'll probably go a little bit higher for characters i'll give them a th i'll give a three i think the characters were interesting enough but they all were terrible like just bad humans and like not great people they're just like weird random ones and i don't know that i don't feel like we're very necessary and then you just couldn't really connect to at all so yeah three wasn't that into it plot 
too. <laughs> I'm just looking at the bones of the plot. Like there's something there. And like we weren't completely unentertained. I think we were just annoyed with the things being used, like the script and the characters in the plot. So I'll give it a three. Like there's stuff there. There was a plot with the money. It just the vibe. Where was it going? Yeah, the vibe. <laughs> The vibe just wasn't right, and that kind of messes with the entertainment factor. I'll give it a three. I mean, I watched the film, and I knew what was going on, so it wasn't the worst film I've ever seen. I'll give it a three and a half, just because there were moments of like, oh, whoa, that happened. Oh, that's happening. (laughs) I did like that they opened the film straight away with dude's pissing on his rug i thought that was a strong opening (laughs) yeah there's definitely like moments of i guess wow where there was action and stuff so it it wasn't like boring i guess it just didn't again speak to us would you recommend if you're a guy yeah go for it if you're a guy 100 you're going to love this film if you're a girl or identify as a female or just not a guy I would say give it a go. You probably won't need to watch it again, though. No. Once you've seen it, you see it. You don't have to understand it. But it's good to, I guess, watch. You can go on a date with a guy and be like, yeah, I watched it. I Just watched don't it. Tell him I fucking hated it. Watched it. Except I do. I tell them how I feel. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't like it that much. Cocktail vibe. It was the black and tonic I made. It was good. I would have that again. It was very easy to drink. So we can do that again. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was just a bummer that you had to drive because I would have like kept like chugging them and then <laughs> then I would have been drunk by myself. But they were easy to drink. You were like, do you want another? I'm like, I have to drive, girl. Hey, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> don't even, you know you do that to me all the time. <laughs> uh, we're bad influences on each other. <laughs> but no, I liked it. I'd definitely drink that again. I'll bring the Ribena over again. Thank you all for joining us for The Big Lebowski. Leave us a review and comment on any movies you want us to watch and whine about. Don't forget to subscribe and find us on TikTok at Champagne Cinema, linked in the description. See y'all next time. Cheers. Cheers.